back to the sustainable goals. So, sustainable development goals, right? So, um, I left off on the last recording on goal 12, which was the responsible consumption and production. And now we're going to start with goal 13. Uh, if I turn back, would love this one. Climate action is goal 13. And it calls to act now to stop global warming. Now, we often get the Fridays for Future images where young people go and strike. And I've witnessed it myself. Certainly, you, you're on a tram. I like to take trams. And you've got a bunch of young people who could be out there, you know, raising hell, breaking windows, whatever. <laughs> um, with billboards saying there is no planet B. If the weather can change, so can you. And they're from all walks of life. All countries, one youth, absolutely amazingly beautiful, so heartwarming. I, I've got to tell you, I never was that cool at that age, never. And to watch that, just it's amazing. I mean, how did these guys get so much, you know, so smart? Well, I guess you know, the average was not too high, but uh, they are clean cut and committed. And from all walks of life, uniting behind different people. Greta Thunberg is one of the names. And uh, she's reunited lots of people. Very straightforward. And she's managed to get a lot of attention. Uh, she could call for a strike on whatever social media she chooses. And that would get an echo around the world. It, it really is something people are committed to. And they're not asking how to do it and so forth. They're saying, do it, do it, do it. Every means counts. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So global warming is, we can refer to it as the global emissions of carbon dioxide, which have increased by almost 50% since 1990. Now that's absolutely, um, that's extremely important uh, to take into consideration. With the current pandemic, some countries and cities, you need to wear a mask. So you can imagine that if the air, or the quality of the air goes down, you're going to have to have all kinds of uh, situations that will impede or reduce the breathing capacity of people. So if you're an infant or an older person, you're going to be a lot more affected by this. And that's before we talk about all kinds of other ecosystems that would be suffering from this. And those ecosystems, as we know, create a chain reaction towards other ecosystems. So the idea here is to reduce uh, the emissions as fast as possible by using everything we know, but enforcing it, not just letting it as an idea. And I think that's a very brave thing. And it's something that unfortunately right now needs to be done. One of the reasons that it has not happened as fast as it could have is because the oceans are actually taking in the carbon dioxide and um, it's affecting them and they're becoming more acid and so forth. But, and it's no longer an option, and we need to address this extremely fast if we want to give the planet a chance to restore itself. And as we know, the planet works extremely well in restoring itself. The question is not if the planet will survive, but whether as humans, as we live, we will survive on the planet. There you go. So next goal, sustainable goal number 14, which is where I've spent a lot of my time um, studying, working, and trying to develop products around it. And this goal 
specifically is life below water. Life below, below water. So careful management of the essential global resource is a key feature of the sustainable future. Um, here we talk about making sure that the oceans do not suffer pollution so that fish can be growing and carry on offering um, people who live off fish to, to be able to live, um, have their own local economies. Uh, we want to make sure that the oceans are not just, keep in mind, 90% of all trade around the world will happen through the oceans on very large ships. So from that, you have people on coasts that depend on marine and coastal biodiversity for their livelihoods, which means the multiple forms of, I mean, go from tourism because of the beaches to local foods, let's say fish, to the fact that there's an economy within fishing. All that needs to be preserved. And as soon as you start to have negative impact due to pollution, little by little, it starts to fade away to the point that it becomes a runaway train in the sense that once, let's say, coral gets to be affected, that will reduce the amount of fish that come to the reef. And as that happens, you get less and less fish. And as that goes on, you're affecting one ecosystem after the other as there's going to be a chain reaction and that becomes that starts to accelerate which is the the issue there's that critical point where you really have to do everything you can to try to restore it and funnily enough education is one thing that is important there's um, a group that's out in asia uh singapore and um i believe it's singapore if i'm wrong i'll correct it but they are restoring reefs and recreating reefs and educating local fishermen who basically had lost their jobs and so forth. And the way they do that is because in the area, uh, people were fishing with dynamite for large amounts of years, destroying all coral and all coral being destroyed. Less fish come because there's no coral, there's no plankton, no plankton means no food for fish. So, there goes biodiversity, the fish will go somewhere else. And subsequently, the fishermen are out of work. So the whole idea here, we talk about plastics and plastic bags and the gyres and so forth, and it all comes into play. And the key word here is social responsibility. You need to know that when we look at pollution, plastics and so forth on the oceans, and we talk about the gyres, you need to understand that 80% of that waste came from land. Yes, so it's not just the little fisherman who throws a plastic wrapper into the ocean. It's a lot of the waste, whether it's runoff or else, that ends up in the ocean. First through rivers, then into the oceans, and so forth. And no need to point the fingers at Asia for them being the biggest um, polluters that pollute through industry into rivers and from rivers into the oceans and through currents around the world. The oceans, the one big ocean. As, um, the only reason they produce all those products that create so much waste is to sell to quote unquote countries where you and I are probably listening to this from. So life below water is the sustainable goal number 14.
do know the reason I mention all of these little stories is to remind everyone that you can be an actually an actor, uh, participator in this solving these sustainable goals and take responsibility for them towards 2030. Sustainable goal number 15, life on land, which refers to sustainability management, sorry, which refers to managing forests, combating desertification, and halting and reversing land degradation, and subsequently halting biodiversity loss. Desertification is something that we've heard about, and part of it is because land is not cared for. The other part is because forests have been trimmed down or torn apart or destroyed to for the purpose of agriculture. And within agriculture, a lot of the agriculture was, especially since after the Second World War, was to produce at the cheapest price possible large productions. Go big or go home, uh, I think was the, the buzzword. And subsequently, as the land was heavily fertilized, more water was used, biodiversity was reduced, and depending on what you want to grow, you would basically throw X amount of a specific fertilizer with X amount of exact uh, seeds with uh, more water than you can think you need and just keep that going. And the offset of the price and the margins would allow you to logistically make a benefit. Um, unfortunately, that model has come to saturation. A lot of the land is extremely damaged. It has to be, quote unquote, fixed. The amount of water has become a lot more precious and subsequently we need to find different models. So the idea here is to reforest as much as possible and to manage those forests so that we can restore the land and allow for different species, plants, animals and insects to quote unquote rewild the land as the rewilding of the land allows for better quality. Uh, I could go into what soil is and that very thin layer of uh, quote-unquote also referred to as dirt on the ground that actually will be the element that allows for many to be producing vegetables, fruit, and the, the, the rest. So for now, let's stick to life on land is the sustainable goal number 15 to be reached by 2030. Here's a one that's been buzzing around my world for a long time. Sustainable goal number 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Stand up for human rights. In 2018, the number of people fleeing war, persecution, and conflict exceeded 17 million. Now, depending on where you are, that's X amount of times your country. If you're in the United States, that's a good chunk of your country. So. 70 million people fleeing war, persecution, and conflict. Um, so one of the goals is to aim for peace and justice and strong institutions. Strong institutions mean that laws are enforced, that equality is something people can request, that people can request their rights without having to see their family being persecuted or chopped off or losing their jobs. 
depending on which country they are, these are the options they have. Um, and to build effective and accountable institutions at all levels. This goes into what I just uh, voiced. It sounds like a, a lofty goal, but a lot has been done. And uh, as much as we talk about the misery and the failures, and we're going to talk about Syria and the issues there and the, the former issues in former Yugoslavia, all these matters have progressed. And we still see injustice. Uh, the other day, the head of Kosovo was going to court as he's being put under examination for what happened during the time of conflict, um, as some people have made some claims. And we'll find out what's true, what isn't. But overall, things are improving. And we do hear of the miserable stories. We do hear of the, the sad stories, the issues. But overall, I like to think that there's still improvement, even if, you know, we can still uh, find all the negative. We can still find unjust situations. We can still see that it's a long stride to get from point A to final success in equality and justice. But a lot of people today, that two generations ago, would not have considered as many options, and that is progress. The other day, I was talking to someone that came off a tour and was going back to um, uh, one of the countries that's uh, got all kinds of issues, which I will not mention because I don't want to privilege one country's issues over another. But he was uh, in his voice. He'd done several tours of several countries for the United States. And uh, he said, you know, we just keep trying. And sometimes we spend a lot of time and little gets is visible. And sometimes something happens and it's a blessing. But the only thing we can do is do our best and try to help and do our part and uh, do what we can, whether it's education, training, or else. So there you go. Sustainable goal number 16. A good reminder. All of all the people who actually go into these different organizations trying to better the world. And those same people could be actually doing jobs that would be making a lot more money and uh, so forth. But there's a belief there. So hats off to them. And now, the last goal of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Partnerships for the goals. Lobby your government to boost development financing. So basically, it means revitalize global partnerships for sustainable development. Global partnerships, allowing somebody somewhere to work with somebody else in another place, whether institution, private or else, is now encouraged. Look for the partnerships. If you're going to be one planet, uh, I simplify terms here. Um, you're not just asking for help, but you've got to realize that you're actually creating opportunities across the world. And I have a lot of faith in the younger generations. I must say that every time I've been uh, in a position where I've witnessed what work is done and how people think around the world, it's just mind-boggling. Uh, just makes me wonder of time I wasted uh, along those years, whether it was wasted or not, then who knows. But that was something um, that I wanted to bring up. So goal number 17 of the Sustainable Development Goals, partnerships. Revitalize the global partnership for sustainable development. And that 
reinforces the idea of corporations, partnerships, and also why do everything in one place? Uh, you can just work regionally, nationally, locally, use those same principles and values. And as you share visions and goals, people start to find each other and align. I think that's one of the nice uh, things about these goals. They're looking at evening out opportunities throughout the planet and the solutions. And that makes for a more just environment and planet. So as much as we're going through crises and so forth, I think the ability to address this in a, I wouldn't say unilateral way yet, but in a, such a large way, is uh, indicative of what is possible. And uh, international cooperation and strong international cooperation will be needed and is needed um, to allow for countries and nations to recover from situations such as the local uh, current pandemic and to be able to address the sustainable development goals in timely and fancy manner. So I hope these few words on the sustainable goals um, brought some light to them. They're often referred to. I thought I would just share them and allow to give some um, color to what they are. And um, so obviously, if you want to read the latest and where they're being enforced and so forth, uh, you can always go back to the internet and uh, do a search, Sustainable Development Goals, and you'll find out a lot of more on, on the information and so forth. However, for now, I hope that whenever you see these goals being mentioned or addressed, you have a little more background and you can look forward to uh, a greater conversation with them. So this was the end of the goals. Till the next recording, all the best.